Today's very special guest is passionate about helping families build whole, healthy, and happy families that are built on a spiritual legacy, a spiritual foundation. She is the author of numerous books, including Messy Hope, and her name is Lori Wildenberg. You'll meet her here on Babby's House, coming to you right now. house. I'm the host of the show, Babby Mason. And thank you so very much for joining me today. I'm so happy that you're here to talk about a very relevant and very serious subject, and that is the subject of mental health and the story of just um, being uh, um, whole. You know, Jesus is concerned that we live a life of wholeness in mind, body, soul, and spirit. And my very special guest is the author of numerous books, and she is a person that is called to help families build uh, a, a family heritage and a family lineage of not only um, helping us to prepare for heaven, but helping us to live life on a daily basis, happy, healthy, and whole. And she is an advocate for the family, and her name is Lori Wildenberg. Lori, I'm happy to have you on the show today, my friend. Good to see you. I'm so happy to be here, Babby. Thank you for inviting me into your home. Oh, thank you. Welcome to Babby's house. Absolutely, where everybody is a member of the family. And speaking yes. of family, you are an advocate for the family. And you are not just called, but you're prepared. And the Lord has challenged you and prepared you to be an advocate for the family. So let's start there. Just talk about your background and how that is helping you to do the ministry and the work that you're doing today. Sure. Well, I am passionate about building connections with family members that last a lifetime. And um, particularly as our kids are, are growing up. Um, and what, what has spurred me on is, of course, my own family, right? And um, I've got four now adult children, and um, three of the four are married, and two of the four are parents. And so I've got a couple, uh, three little grands, and Boy, those family connections, we don't just want to have those connections when our kids are under our roof. It would be so sad if I didn't have connections with my adult children and their children. So, yeah, I am passionate about that. Yes. And, and you also um, have, um, you've, you've prepared, you have degrees and you've gone to school and you're prepared, you know, just academically and clinically. Talk about that as well. Uh, yes, I'm also a, um, I'm an educator by trade. So um, I'm, a, I'm a teacher, I'm certified uh, K through six, but I'm also a licensed parent and family educator, which is different from a counselor. It's more strategies, it's coaching is what this is. And so, yes, I've done a lot of study and particularly for this newest project that I have, Messy Hope, Help Your Child Overcome Anxiety, Depression, or Suicidal Ideation. 
Um, I did a lot of study on that, but that study um, was spurred on by one of my own kiddos who um, has struggled with depression and actually had, um, well, praise the Lord, a failed suicide attempt. Praise and God. so um, this book is written from a mom's perspective, but it is clinically spot on. Yes. Well, first of all, congratulations on uh, being a mom, but being a grandmother as well, it just lets <laughs> you know that that's God and his intention that the world will go on. And yes, it we, is. And as moms and grandmothers, we have, particularly those of us who know the Lord, we have a responsibility to continue to build that spiritual heritage and to pour Jesus into our grandbabies. And um, so uh, congratulations on that. Um, Thank talk, you. Yeah, let's go back to talk about, Lori, let's go back and talk about what it is that you're discovering, what you're finding. Um, it seems when we got into this new millennium, it just seems like <sighs> things just begin to accelerate. And you, we started hearing hearing more and more, of course, we've always dealt, you know, people have always dealt with depression. They've always dealt with it. Um, you know, people have always struggled with mental health, but it seems like in these last few years, things have accelerated. Talk more about, you know, the kinds of things that you're finding, the kinds of uh, uh, diagnoses and challenges that you're seeing these days. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm so glad you brought up that, you know, depression and anxiety. They've been around forever. And you all you have to do is open your Bible and you can see David lamenting. You can see Timothy having anxious times. Um, yeah, this has been around. And I think over the last few years, it has exploded. And of course, the the state of things even with, you know, and especially with the whole COVID stuff, that's, that's made it even bigger. Um, our social media has, although it can bring people together, it can also isolate us. It can do both. And young people today, um, and Babby, you and I were talking about this actually a, a little bit earlier. We were talking about, you know, fear and loneliness and depression and social anxiety, panic attacks. These things are becoming not unusual. And um, sadly, there are so many professionals that are calling this the new normal. And as, as Christians, as you know, people who are passionate about their kids and passionate about the Lord, this is not okay. And we don't have to stand by and accept this as the new normal. We can do things and even more, resiliency is very important, but that's only one cog in the wheel. Our kids need hope yes. because they are growing up in a hopeless world and hope is supernatural. True hope is supernatural. And we need to cultivate and infuse true hope into our families and into our kids. Let's, let's talk more about that because you touched on something a moment ago that I, that I want to just underscore. You, you were saying that, you know, people are saying that uh, anxiety and, and fear and isolation, this is, the, quote, the new normal. Well, it, it may be new because it's, it's accelerating, but there's nothing normal about it. 
There's nothing right. normal about it. So can you can you talk about, you know, God's what God's plan for quote normal looks like? Can you just yes. talk about what what God's plan looks like when it comes to it um what normal looks like? Oh, I think we have to go back to the garden, right? That is what normal should be pre the fall. And that is God's design for us. He has good things for us. And we want to be able to live in that hope, that hope of God's true design for us. And we don't have to fall into this. I, I am so glad that you are bringing this up because it's not okay that we are experiencing loneliness and isolation. That is a tool of the enemies. And he is using mental health issues in a way, for instance, one way that he's using to separate people is through shame. Mm. Shame is one big way that he's taking our families and we are not reaching out for help. We're not reaching out for help. There is help available. There's community. We are built for community. We are built to be interdependent. We are built to rely on one another and to rely on the Lord. But yet here we are in our Western mindset where we think I've got to do it all by myself. I have to pull myself up by my bootstraps. People are not sharing the fact that they are struggling yeah. and the more quiet they are the more opportunity the enemy has to speak into that you talked about the fact that so, that social um seeking community is where we need to begin can you make some suggestions as to where we can go to find a community and what does that what does that look like yeah you know i Social media is supposedly built for that. And you can maybe find some of that, but really that tends to be a lot more on the surface level. We have got to start living life outside of our home, outside of the screen, outside of our devices. We've got to get involved. Well, and we, we're gonna talk more about that, Lori, because we're gonna take a, a quick break here in just a moment. But let's, when we come back, let's talk about how, how more to build community and the benefits of building community and the benefits and how that helps us stay healthy mentally and stronger socially and and stronger spiritually so we're going to come right back after this break and talk more with Lori Wildenberg and so stick around right after this break we'll be right back with more of Babby South don't go away I am so glad you came back to Babby's house because we're talking about a subject that is so applicable and so relevant to where we're living because everybody's living in front of their screen and we, we're there it's kind of a false sense of community because we're connected online but we're not really connecting with people you know like in real flesh and blood and then we had COVID went send everybody to their house and everybody isolated and it kind of reminded me of that scene from like uh, Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom I'm, aging myself but there's this little impala who's out there on the savannah all by himself and he becomes prey to a mm -hmm. lion or whatever because yes. he was isolated so mm -hmm. let's let's talk about your your book 
messy hope because it addresses all of this. It addresses isolation. It addresses hope. Um, messy hope. Life is messy, but it's, there is there sure is hope. Is. There is hope. Yes. So talk to me about um, how we become more connected and what that should look like. That is such a great question, Babby. And, you know, when we talk about community, we can't build community until we start with our our own home, our own family. We need to be able to build a safe place in our home. We want our home to be a safe place so that we can build the relationships within the home. And then from there, you can move outward. And there are a number of things that we can do to build our relationships that, it, that help build trust. And when our kids are able to trust us, that ends up transferring to being able to trust the Lord. A lot of times we need to be the Jesus with skin on at first with our, with our families. And so here are some things that, some questions we can ask ourselves. Are we building trust in our home? Are we a safe place? Um, and, and what I do tell when I'm teaching this um, and I'm speaking on this, I have the participants in the class look at one another or look at, look at one another and say, you know, I'm not a perfect parent. And they say that. And then I'll say, well, I'm going to tell you, now I'm going to ask you to do something a little harder. I want you to say, and you aren't either to the person next to them. <laughs> Because we have this vision, right? That yes. everybody else is doing it better. Yes. And I want to remove all that shame first off, because goodness, the reason I came up with these 12 questions is because I've blown it so much. And the Lord has shown me a different way, a better way, so that we can remove shame from our families and also instill some more trust and confidence in our in the kids relationship with their parents. So here are a couple a couple questions. I'll just give you a few. Okay, that sounds good. Okay, am I trustworthy with confidential information? Meaning, am I okay with my kids sharing things and I don't go out and reshare what they have told me in confidence? And that, that will come back to That is a great way to, to destroy trust right there absolutely and even as little as really little ones if they're sharing something that's hard for them that is not to be shared with someone who's not your spouse that's not to be shared um if they tell you about a personal struggle and even some hopes that they have do we keep that confidence as well and I think that's really important or do I refrain from using personal information as a weapon later Wow. If our kiddos come to us with something that they're, that's hard for them, we don't want to take that, save it for later, be that historian and bring up the bad thing when perhaps it's showing itself again. But instead to be prepared so that we can help them because they've already shared that this is hard and rather than shame them. So, and if we're able to be calm in the midst of minor frustrations and irritations, which, you know, can be hard sometimes. Our kids are going to trust us with the bigger ones. So let, let's talk about that a little bit more because sometimes we as parents feel as if in order to keep up, you know, with other people online and to have that appearance, you know, that 
we are looking like the all-American or whatever that standard is online. Sometimes we tend to overshare or we share, we're looking for something to share. So we share uh, in order to keep up or to ha have a certain appearance, we share information that we shouldn't share. Um, yeah. or, or we overshare, or we divulge information that we probably should have kept, um, you know, in a safer place at home that shouldn't be shared online. Can you talk about how that contributes to, um, you know, just having that platform of social media as another opportunity for you to destroy the trust that you can build in a family? Absolutely. We have got to be especially careful about the things that we share regarding other people, specifically, well, all, but really watch out what we do with our kids. I, I've seen some posts where parents have videotaped their child having a tantrum. Oh my gosh, that breaks my heart. We don't want, we don't want to do that. That's shaming behavior. So I think, you know, the old adage is put yourself in their shoes. Is that something that you would want shared about yourself? And I think that perhaps you'll get your answer. So we do need to be careful and that isn't okay. Um, we need to show respect and demonstrate honor in the family and wow. be responsible with, with what is, should be protected in the home. And for us, you know, to, if we want to build that interdependent relationship rather than raising our kids to be independent, we, we all like to say that we want to raise independent kids, but I think what we mean is perhaps we mean we want responsible kids in an interdependent environment, not, you know, codependent interdependent, where we are helping one another, we are supporting one another, we're encouraging one another, we're helping one another. And the great model is the Lord, the Trinity, interdependent, Yes, you know, and, and God calls himself, this is this to get my brain wrapped around this. He, the Lord of the universe, the creator of the universe says he is our helper. What? He's our helper. Yeah. That is not a subservient position. That's that a position is, of authority. Yes, and it's honorable. And for us to be able to be our child's helper and also our kids to see that us asking for help, receiving help, giving help, that is how we're created. That's how we build community. And we start in our home and then we end up having this reciprocal type of relationship where we can rely on each other when perhaps we're struggling with anxiety or depression or, or thoughts of taking a life, taking our own life. Uh, Lori, I want to talk with you. I want to address a subject that, uh, just go a little deeper on something that you said a moment ago, um, because you're a person that you work with families, you're an advocate for families, you're helping to build stronger families, you're helping to build a spiritual legacy for families. Um, so talk to me about how parents, grandparents, because a lot of grandparents are parenting today. A lot of grandparents are taking care of their grandparents. They're parenting all over again. And it's a new, it's a different day for parenting than it was another, a generation ago. So can you help parents and grandparents uh, to instill trust 
How can we teach our children to become trust, trustworthy? How can we teach our children to be respectful? How can we teach our children to overcome fear and anxiety? How can we put a, to, to lessen the possibility that, because our kids are gonna hear all of that and experience that out you know, in the world, in school, on the job, they're gonna see it on TV. How can we help them to or guard their hearts against anxiety and fear and help our kids to become more, more whole and healthy and guard against mental illness? Yeah, well, that's, that's a lot of big questions. But what I, what I would say is if we can start out from a position of humility and, and start from there so that our kids know that we aren't perfect and that they don't have to be perfect. I think that's a very good place to start. That's good. Um, we have, we can participate in increasing anxiety and depression without even realizing it. If we are putting our focus on wrong things, wrong things meaning not a person's character and not looking at um, connection with the Lord and those things, rather we start focusing on this is where anxiety starts to come in. When we start focusing on things that would be considered idols, right? If we're, if we're gonna focus on uh, power, prestige, um, popularity, those sort of things are going to end up leading down the path of anxiety or depression because we're ne it's never gonna be enough. Never gonna be enough. We are never gonna feel satisfied, never feel content in our circumstances or with our relationships if we pursue things that are not of the Lord. It's, and, it's like the difference of working on the outside versus working on the inside. If you yes. work, working on your character, working mm -hmm. on the fruit of the spirit, teaching yes. people love, teaching your children how to love, how to respect, how to honor. But oftentimes our society is sending the wrong message. You got to work on how you look. Uh, you got to work on what you, the stuff and things that you have. You got to work on getting more money. You know, it's, it's those materialistic things and trying to keep up with your neighbor that sometimes lead us down the wrong path. Well, Lori Wildenberg, I'm so happy that you came by Babby's house. Can you give us your web address so we can um, just get more information about your books and your ministry? Sure. It, my web address is lauriwildenberg.com, and I'll spell it L-O-R-I-W-I-L-D-E-N-B-E-R-G.com. Well, thank you, Lori Wildenberg, for being our special guest today. Thanks for joining me, all right? Thanks so much, Babby, for having oh, me. Great it was stuff. A great I'm so happy pleasure. to have you as an advocate for the family. Well, my friend, thank, thank you. you so very much for watching Babby's House today. And I hope and pray that we've said something to encourage you to build your family to be strong and healthy in the name of Jesus. Once again, thanks for watching Babby's House. And until the next time we get together, may the Lord God bless you and yours real good. Bye-bye for now. Well, I'm glad you came back to Babby's house. Uh, I am so glad that we had Lori Wildenberg as our guest today just to talk about the power of a godly family. And I'm blessed to have been raised in a family where my father and my mother just built a, a powerful, powerful legacy of teaching 
their children how to love the Lord, and it's made an uh, eternal impact on my life. So I'm glad you were here to watch this show today. Listen, I want to encourage you to visit my official website at babby.com, first name only, babby.com. And there on the website, you'll see some wonderful resources to encourage you in your walk of faith. Beautiful music, great books. You'll also see a little triangular button just kind of flipping around like that. And it's a listen live button to our internet radio station where you can hear beautiful music and encouraging words 24 hours a day and a lot of Babby Mason music. Well, thanks again for watching the show today. It's always a blessing to encourage you in your walk with the Lord. Until the next time we get together, may the Lord God bless you and yours real good. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye for now.